It's Thursday, January 5th, 2012. This government does not mean well for the Nigerian people. Riots over oil in Nigeria. Victory over oil in Ecuador. If you or I need tetracycline or penicillin, we need a doctor's prescription to get it. But if you're a farm animal, all you have to do is show up for breakfast. Curbing drug abuse in farm animals. Antibiotic drug abuse, that is. Heat wave in Antarctica. Plus... Mutant hybrid sharks. Yep, mutant hybrid sharks. All of that and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. You're going to need a bigger boat. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Daz, I'll bite mutant genes in farm animals, mutant sharks. What else do you have for us today? <laughs> well, we'll get to those in a moment, but we do have a very oily report today. <laughs> Violence in Nigeria over cuts in fuel subsidies. Police in Nigeria, Africa's most populous nation, are using tear gas and rubber bullets to quell mass rioting that has erupted in that country since the Nigerian government abruptly canceled fuel subsidies on New Year's Day in a bid to cut government spending. Fuel prices doubled overnight, beyond the reach of most Nigerians, with a gallon of gasoline now costing more than most Nigerians make in a day. The rioters are calling for a general strike in the next few days to force the government to reinstate the subsidies. Although Nigeria is a major crude oil producer, almost all of its oil is exported to foreign markets because Nigeria has no working refineries and little infrastructure and must import refined fuels at very high costs. So it's turning into Mad Max in Nigeria at this point. It looks pretty bad. It's a victory, though, for indigenous tribes against big oil in Ecuador. An Ecuadorian appeals court on Tuesday upheld a ruling against oil giant Chevron, ordering it to pay $18 billion, that's billion with a B, $18 billion in damages to indigenous tribes of the Amazon who say Chevron has polluted and destroyed their lands and health. Chevron says it's not liable because the damage was caused by oil giant Texaco prior to its purchase by Chevron. And how long has this case been working through the court? 20 years. 20 years. And does this settle it, or is there still another appeal that Chevron can uh, try at this point? Chevron says it will appeal. But it's not just in Nigeria. Deep fossil fuel subsidies are employed by every government in the world, including the United States. A new investigation of the complex and often hidden subsidies in the U.S. tax code show U.S. taxpayers give the fossil fuel industry no less than 250 different kinds of supports and subsidies every year. Those 250 taxpayer subsidies range from direct cash payments to tax credits, tax loopholes, and other mechanisms that are specific to the fossil fuel industry and not enjoyed by other industries. What happened to that idea that the federal government shouldn't be picking winners and losers? That's only promoted by people who don't want renewables to succeed. Ah, so we will be picking winners and losers, we just won't be picking renewables. Got it. One small step in the fight against the rise of antibiotic-resistant superbugs... It's alive! 
The Food and Drug Administration on Wednesday announced it would severely restrict the use of one class of antibiotics given to farm animals. Such antibiotic abuse has been implicated in the rise of antibiotic-resistant superbugs now threatening public health. Bob Deans of the Natural Resources Defense Council explains in an interview with MSNBC. 80% of antibiotics in this country going not to humans, but to animals, not because they're sick, not because they need the medicine, but because it does help fatten them up for the slaughter. And the problem is, when you overdo it with antibiotics, you promote the growth of these super germs that are resistant to antibiotics. They then make their way to humans. Mmm, delicious. Yep, public health organizations praised the FDA but said restricting just one class of antibiotics isn't enough because the FDA is leaving intact the remaining 98% of antibiotics that are given to farm animals. There they go, picking winners and losers again. Finally, Antarctica is in the middle of a heat wave. The South Pole hit its all-time highest temperature on record on Christmas Day 2011 at just under 10 degrees Fahrenheit, breaking the previous record set in 1978. The warming at the South Pole may be behind the discovery of mutant hybrid sharks off the coast of Australia. Okay, they're not really mutants, but marine biologists have confirmed the first known population of hybrid sharks, the offspring of two distinctly different shark species that normally would not interact. It's an extremely rare occurrence in mammals like sharks. More tropical shark species are being found in previously cold water territories as climate change heats the ocean. Why do our reports sound more and more like Hollywood movies each and every week. Is it just me? What? You mean life imitating art? Mad Max, Mutant Sharks, what next? Find out at our website, greennews.bradblog.com, where we cover all of today's stories and the ones we couldn't get to. You can also download us anytime via iTunes. You can listen to us on your mobile device via Stitcher. And of course, follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, live in Hollywood, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. Hooray for Hollywood, that phony super coney Hollywood. They come from Chillicothe's and Paducah's with their bazookas to get...